This is Chapter Twenty One of the American Claimant by Mark Twain. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The American Claimant by Mark Twain. Chapter Twenty One. She had made everything comfortable for the artist. There was no further pretext for staying. So she said she would go now, and asked him to summon the servants in case he should need anything. She went away unhappy, and she left unhappiness behind her, for she carried away all the sunshine. The time dragged heavily for both now. He couldn't paint for thinking of her. She couldn't design or millinerize with any heart for thinking of him. Never before had painting seemed so empty to him, never before had millinerizing seemed so void of interest to her. She had gone without repeating that dinner invitation, an almost unendurable disappointment to him. On her part, well, she was suffering, too, for she had found she couldn't invite him. It was not hard yesterday, but it was impossible today. A thousand innocent privileges seemed to have been filched from her unawares in the past twenty-four hours. Today she felt strangely hampered, restrained of her liberty. Today she couldn't propose to herself to do anything or say anything concerning this young man without being instantly paralyzed into non-action by the fear that he might suspect. Invite him to dinner today? It made her shiver to think of it. And so her afternoon was one long fret, broken at intervals. Three times she had to go downstairs on errands, that is, she thought she had to go downstairs on errands. Thus going and coming, she had six glimpses of him, in the aggregate, without seeming to look in his direction, and she tried to endure these electric ecstasies without showing any sign, but they fluttered her up a good deal and she felt that the naturalness she was putting on was overdone and quite too frantically sober and hysterically calm to deceive. The painter had his share of the rapture, he had his six glimpses, and they smote him with waves of pleasure that assaulted him, beat upon him, washed over him deliciously, and drowned out all consciousness of what he was doing with his brush. So there were six places in his canvas which had to be done over again. At last Gwendolen got some peace of mind by sending word to the Thompsons in the neighborhood that she was coming there to dinner. She wouldn't be reminded at that table that there was an absentee who ought to be a presentee, a word which she meant to look out in the dictionary at a calmer time. About this time the old Earl dropped in for a chat with the artist and invited him to stay to dinner. Tracy cramped down his joy and gratitude by a sudden and powerful exercise of all his forces and he felt that now that he was going to be close to Gwendolen, and hear her voice and watch her face during several precious hours, earth had nothing valuable to add to his life for the present. The earl said to himself, "'This spectre can eat apples, apparently. We shall find out now if that is a specialty. I think myself it's a specialty. Apples, without doubt, constitute the spectral limit. It was the case with our first parents.' No, I am wrong, at least only partly right. The line was drawn at apples, just as in the present case, but it was from the other direction. The new clothes gave him a thrill of pleasure and pride. He said to himself, I've got part of him down to date, anyway. Sellers said he was pleased with Tracy's work, and he went on and engaged him to restore his old masters, 
and said he should also want him to paint his portrait and his wife's and possibly his daughter's the tide of the artist's happiness was at flood now the chat flowed pleasantly along while tracy painted and sellers carefully unpacked a picture which he had brought with him it was a chromo a new one just out it was the smirking self-satisfied portrait of a man who was inundating the union with advertisements inviting everybody to buy his specialty which was a three-dollar shoe or a dress suit or something of that kind the old gentleman rested the chromo flat upon his lap and gazed down tenderly upon it and became silent and meditative presently tracy noticed that he was dripping tears on it this touched the young fellow's sympathetic nature and at the same time gave him the painful sense of being an intruder upon a sacred privacy an observer of emotions which a stranger ought not to witness but this pity rose superior to other considerations and compelled him to try to comfort the old mourner with kindly words and a show of friendly interest he said i am very sorry is it a friend whom ah more than that far more than that a relative the dearest i had on earth although i was never permitted to see him yes it is young lord berkeley who perished so heroically in the awful conflict why what is the matter oh nothing nothing it was a little startling to be so suddenly brought face to face so to speak with a person one has heard so much talk about is it a good likeness without doubt yes uh, i never saw him but you can easily see the resemblance to his father said sellers holding up the chromo and glancing from it to the chromo misrepresenting the usurping earl and back again with an approving eye well no i am not sure that i make out the likeness it is plain that the usurping earl there has a great deal of character and a long face like a horse's whereas his heir here is smirky moon-faced and characterless we are all that way in the beginning all the line said sellers undisturbed we all start as moon-faced fools then later we tadpole along into horse-faced marvels of intellect and character it is by that sign and by that fact that i detect the resemblance here and know this portrait to be genuine and perfect yes all our family are fools at first this young man seems to meet the hereditary requirement certainly yes yes he was a fool without any doubt examine the face the shape of the head the expression it's all fool 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 straight through thanks said tracy involuntarily thanks i mean for explaining it to me go on please as i was saying fool is printed all over the face a body can even read the details what do they say well added up he is a wobbler a witch wobbler a person that's always taking a firm stand about something or other kind of a gibraltar stand he thinks for unshakable fidelity and everlastingness and then inside of a little while he begins to wobble no more gibraltar there no sir a mighty ordinary commonplace weakling wobbling around on stilts that's lord berkeley to a dot you can see it look at that sheep but why are you blushing like sunset dear sir have i unwittingly offended in some way oh no indeed no indeed far from it but it always makes me blush to hear a man revile his own blood he said to himself how strangely his vagrant and unguided fancies have hit upon the truth by accident he has described me i am that contemptible thing 
when i left england i thought i knew myself i thought i was a very frederick the great for resolution and staying capacity whereas in truth i am just a wobbler simply a wobbler well after all it is at least creditable to have high ideals and give birth to lofty resolutions i will allow myself that comfort then he said aloud could this sheep as you call him breed a great and self-sacrificing idea in his head do you think could he meditate such a thing for instance as the renunciation of the earldom and its wealth and its glories and voluntary retirement to the ranks of the commonalty there to rise by his own merit or remain forever poor and obscure could he why look at him look at this simpering self-righteous mug there is your answer it's the very thing he would think of and he would start in to do it too and then he'd wobble and back down every time is that to happen with all my i, I mean would that happen to all his high resolutions oh certainly certainly it's the rossmore of it then this creature was fortunate to die suppose for argument's sake that i was a rossmore and it can't be done why because it's not a supposable case to be a rossmore at your age you'd have to be a fool and you're not a fool and you'd have to be a wobbler whereas anybody that is an expert in reading character can see at a glance that when you set your foot down once it's there to stay an earthquake can't wobble it he added to himself that's enough to say to him but it isn't half strong enough for the facts the more i observe him now the more remarkable i find him it is the strongest face i have ever examined there is almost superhuman firmness here immovable purpose iron steadfastness of will a most extraordinary young man he presently said aloud some time i want to ask your advice about a little matter mr tracy you see i've got that young lord's remains my goodness how you jump oh it's nothing uh, pray go on you've got his remains yes are you sure they are his and not somebody else's oh perfectly sure samples i mean not all of him samples yes in baskets some time you will be going home and if you wouldn't mind taking them along who i oh, yes certainly i don't mean now but after a while after but look here would you like to see them no most certainly not i don't want to see them oh very well i only thought hey where are you going dear out to dinner papa tracy was aghast the colonel said in a disappointed voice well i'm sorry sho i didn't know she was going out mr tracy gwendolen's face began to take on a sort of apprehensive what have i done expression three old people to one young one well it isn't a good team that's a fact gwendolen's face betrayed a dawning hopefulness and she said with a tone of reluctance which hadn't the hallmark on it if you prefer i will send word to the thompsons that i oh is it the thompsons that simplifies it sets everything right we can fix it without spoiling your arrangements my child you've got your heart set but on papa i'd just as soon go there some other no i won't have it you are a good hard-working darling child and your father is not the man to disappoint you when but you papa i go along i won't hear a word we'll get along dear gwendolen was ready to cry with vexation but there was nothing to do but start 
which she was about to do when her father hit upon an idea which filled him with delight because it so deftly covered all the difficulties of the situation and made things smooth and satisfactory i've got it my love so that you won't be robbed of your holiday and at the same time we'll be pretty satisfactorily fixed for a good time here you send bell thompson here perfectly beautiful creature tracy perfectly beautiful i want you to see that girl why you'll just go mad you'll go mad inside of a minute yes you send her right along gwendolen and tell her why she's gone he turned she was already passing out at the gate he muttered i wonder what's the matter i don't know what her mouth's doing but i think her shoulders are swearing well said sellers blithely to tracy i shall miss her parents always miss the children as soon as they are out of sight it's only a natural and wisely ordained partiality but you'll be all right because miss bell will supply the youthful element for you and to your entire content and we old people will do our best too we shall have a good enough time and you'll have a chance to get better acquainted with admiral hawkins that's a rare character mr tracy one of the rarest and most engaging characters the world has produced you'll find him worth studying i've studied him ever since he was a child and have always found him developing i really consider that one of the main things that have enabled me to master the difficult science of character reading was the vivid interest i always felt in that boy and the baffling inscrutabilities of his ways and inspirations tracy was not hearing a word his spirits were gone he was desolate yes a most wonderful character concealment that's the basis of it always the first thing you want to do is to find the keystone a man's character is built on then you've got it no misleading and apparently inconsistent peculiarities can fool you then what do you read on the senator's surface simplicity a kind of rank and protuberant simplicity whereas in fact that's one of the deepest minds in the world a perfectly honest man an absolutely honest and honorable man and yet without doubt the profoundest master of dissimulation the world has ever seen oh it's devilish this was wrung from the unlistening tracy by the anguished thought of what might have been if only the dinner arrangements hadn't got mixed no i shouldn't call it that said sellers who was now placidly walking up and down the room with his hands under his coat-tails and listening to himself talk one could quite properly call it devilish in another man but not in the senator your term is right perfectly right i grant that but the application is wrong it makes a great difference yes he is a marvelous character i do not suppose that any other statesman ever had such a colossal sense of humor combined with the ability to totally conceal it i may accept george washington and cromwell and perhaps robespierre but i draw the line there a person not an expert might be in judge hawkins company a lifetime and never find out he had any more sense of humor than a cemetery a deep-drawn yard-long sigh from the distraught and dreaming artist followed by a murmured miserable oh miserable well no i shouldn't say that about it quite on the contrary i admire his ability to conceal his humor even more if possible than i admire the gift itself stupendous as it is another thing general hawkins is a thinker a keen logical exhaustive analytical thinker perhaps the ablest of modern times that is of course upon themes suited to his size 
like the glacial period and the correlation of forces and the evolution of the christian from the caterpillar any of those things give him a subject according to his size and just stand back and watch him think why you can see the place rock ah yes you must know him you must get on the inside of him perhaps the most extraordinary mind since aristotle dinner was kept waiting for a while for miss thompson but as gwendolen had not delivered the invitation to her the waiting did no good and the household presently went to the meal without her poor old sellers tried everything his hospitable soul could devise to make the occasion an enjoyable one for the guest and the guest tried his honest best to be cheery and chatty and happy for the old gentleman's sake in fact all hands worked hard in the interest of a mutual good time but the thing was a failure from the start tracy's heart was lead in his bosom there seemed to be only one prominent feature in the landscape and that was a vacant chair he couldn't drag his mind away from gwendolen and his hard luck consequently his distractions allowed deadly pauses to slip in every now and then when it was his turn to say something and of course this disease spread to the rest of the conversation wherefore instead of having a breezy sail in sunny waters as anticipated everybody was bailing out and praying for land what could the matter be tracy alone could have told the others couldn't even invent a theory meanwhile they were having a similarly dismal time at the thompson house in fact a twin experience gwendolen was ashamed of herself for allowing her disappointment to so depress her spirits and make her so strangely and profoundly miserable but feeling ashamed of herself didn't improve the matter any it only seemed to aggravate the suffering she explained that she was not feeling very well and everybody could see that this was true so she got sincere sympathy and commiseration but that didn't help the case nothing helps that kind of a case it is best to just stand off and let it fester the moment the dinner was over the girl excused herself and she hurried home feeling unspeakably grateful to get away from that house and that intolerable captivity and suffering will he be gone the thought arose in her brain but took effect in her heels she slipped into the house threw off her things and made straight for the dining-room she stopped and listened her father's voice with no life in it presently her mother's no life in that a considerable vacancy then a sterile remark from washington hawkins another silence then not tracy's but her father's voice again he's gone she said to herself despairingly and listlessly opened the door and stepped within why my child cried the mother how white you are are you has anything white exclaimed sellers it's gone like a flash twasn't serious already she's as red as the soul of a watermelon sit down dear sit down goodness knows you're welcome did you have a good time we've had great times here immense why didn't miss bell come mr tracy is not feeling well and she'd have made him forget it she was content now and out from her happy eyes there went a light that told a secret to another pair of eyes there and got a secret in return in just that infinitely small fraction of a second those two great confessions were made received and perfectly understood all anxiety apprehension uncertainty vanished out of these young people's hearts and left them filled with a great peace sellers had had the most confident faith that with the new reinforcement victory would be at this last moment snatched from the jaws of defeat but it was an error the talk was as stubbornly disjointed as ever 
he was proud of gwendolen and liked to show her off even against miss bell thompson and here had been a great opportunity and what had she made of it he felt a good deal put out it vexed him to think that this englishman with the travelling briton's everlasting disposition to generalize whole mountain ranges from single sample grains of sand would jump to the conclusion that american girls were as dumb as himself generalizing the whole tribe from this single sample and she at her poorest there being nothing at that table to inspire her give her a start keep her from going to sleep he made up his mind that for the honor of the country he would bring these two together again over the social board before long there would be a different result another time he judged he said to himself with a deep sense of injury he'll put in his diary they all keep diaries he'll put in his diary that she was miraculously uninteresting dear dear but wasn't she i never saw the like and yet looking as beautiful as satan too and couldn't seem to do anything but paw bread-crumbs and pick flowers to pieces and look fidgety and it isn't any better here in the hall of audience i've had enough i'll haul down my flag the others may fight it out if they want to he shook hands all around and went off to do some work which he said was pressing the idolaters were the width of the room apart and apparently unconscious of each other's presence the distance got shortened a little now very soon the mother withdrew the distance narrowed again tracy stood before a chromo of some ohio politician which had been retouched and chain-mailed for a crusading rossmore and gwendolen was sitting on the sofa not far from his elbow artificially absorbed in examining a photograph album that hadn't any photographs in it the senator still lingered he was sorry for the young people it had been a dull evening for them in the goodness of his heart he tried to make it pleasant for them now tried to remove the ill impression necessarily left by the general defeat tried to be chatty even tried to be gay but the responses were sickly there was no starting any enthusiasm he would give it up and quit it was a day specially picked out and consecrated to failures but when gwendolen rose up promptly and smiled a glad smile and said with thankfulness and blessing must you go it seemed cruel to desert and he sat down again he was about to begin a remark when when he didn't we have all been there he didn't know how he knew his concluding to stay longer had been a mistake he merely knew it and knew it for dead certain too and so he bade good-night and went mooning out wondering what he could have done that changed the atmosphere that way as the door closed behind him those two were standing side by side looking at that door looking at it in a waiting second counting but deeply grateful kind of way and the instant it closed they flung their arms about each other's necks and there heart to heart and lip to lip oh my god she's kissing it nobody heard this remark because hawkins who bred it only thought it he didn't utter it he had turned the moment he had closed the door and had pushed it open a little intending to re-enter and ask what ill-advised thing he had done or said and apologize for it but he didn't re-enter he staggered off stunned terrified distressed end of chapter twenty one